Welcome to the Citizens Youth Podcast. Citizens Youth is a ministry of Northwest Gospel Church in Vancouver, Washington. Citizens is a community of students who are learning to live for Jesus. We meet every Wednesday at 7 p.m. To find out more, visit us online at nwgospel.com forward slash citizens. Yesterday, yesterday, I wore a sweater. Sweater weather, guys! How many of you like are like, dude? Fall, my favorite season of all time. How many of you are like, meh? I could take it or leave it. How many of you are like, nah, fall? Everybody, let me see your thumbs. Yes, meh, nah. All right, some of you are not voting, but it's okay. We'll forgive you for now. Yes, yes, I love fall. Are any of you wondering if these are anybody's actual faces? Do you see anybody in there? I've been asked a lot if this one is is Matt Rushing. Matt Rushing, stand up. Does this look like Matt Rushing? Uh, Personally, I feel like this looks like a swanky version of Tucker Epp. (laughs) Yeah, you just gotta grow the beard out. Oh man. We stole them from your snaps. Just kidding, that's not true, that's a lie. I don't actually know if any of these are anybody, but it could be you, it could be you, man. All right, well, like Matt said, you want to be engaged in this moment. So everybody, like, uh, like Hanky, wave your notes at me. If we were in a gospel, like, southern church, you'd be waving your hankies at me. Uh, uh, make sure you have a pen in your other hand, make sure you have a Bible. If your neighbor is talking, I want you to like, just go, hey, I'm trying to learn. Just like that. You can spit on them too if you'd like. Yes. Yes, like Matt said, um, we are a super unique community, which means we love God's word. So this is an important time of our evening. Yes, yes, smooth move, guys, smooth move. Um, We love God's word. We pay attention to it. We take notes, which means phones will be in the pockets. They will not be in the hands. Feel free to slap anyone's hand if they are holding their phone. I'm really good at that. I love doing that. It's my favorite thing to do. (laughs) Don't slap anyone's hand. Just slap the phone out of their hand if they're holding it. Yes, feel free. You have my permission. Yes. All right. Well, tonight, guys, we are starting a new series. Woo! So, all around you, take a look around. Look around at some of the faces. All around you, all around you. It's like the Adobe Atmos. Anyway, sorry. Movie nerd. Uh, All around you, there are all kinds of different people. Right? You see them in your neighborhood. If you're like me, you know um, exactly which houses have a dog. Like three doors down from my parents' house, this like family has like a basset hound, and he's the cutest. He always gets out of the house and like just wanders around. Uh, you have lots of different people in your neighborhoods. Like you have all kinds of different people in your hallways at school. Like you know like which lockers to walk by and like which lockers not to walk by. Anybody? Nobody has lockers in here. Raise your hand if you have a locker. Wow. Wow. <laughs> you have all kinds of different people in your classes, right? right? And there's all kinds of different people, right? You've got like the nerds. Are there any nerds in here? 
I just have to represent my nerds. I don't think they call them this anymore, but if you have a better word for it, please tell me. But the jocks, people who play sports. <laughs> but I guess jock is kind of like more, it's like you're the jerk sports guy, right? Isn't that kind of the connotation there, right? You know who's walking around your hallway? Uh, you know, like the Visco girls, yes. It's a thing. It's so tragically a thing. Uh, you've got like the Dutch Bros addict. Anybody know the Dutch Bros addict? Like, if we got one in the building, folks. We got one in the building. They're like always holding their Dutch Bros cup. They've got like the Dutch Bros sticker on the back of their car if they have one, or maybe on their Bible. Yes, right. Uh, anybody heard of the e-boy? They're like, have you heard of the e-boy? <laughs> There's a few of those. Anybody in here? Nah. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. A little bit. Uh, what else? What are some other people you know? Band geeks, the theater kids, the choir kids. Yes. They're all different. The gamers. Robbie representing the gamers. You've got the AP students that have broken backs because they're carrying chemistry and biology textbooks that are so big. I'm not really sure what you're saying, but I'm really afraid to repeat it. So I'm still not going to repeat it. <laughs> huh? Oh, orc dorks. That's what you're saying. Okay. Orchestra people. <laughs> yeah, I didn't want to say that one. Man, there are all kinds of different people. But what if? Okay. What if I could tell you that I could point out and label every single person you interact with. Who do you think I am? Who do you think I am? What if I could tell you that without looking at your profile or theirs, I could tell you exactly what kind of a person that they are? What kind of a person am I? We need a personality test up in here. I'm actually an expert of personality tests, so please consult me. I offer counseling at $20 an hour, um, which is actually pretty cheap, so... Or you can feed me Chick-fil-A. Mac and cheese is good. Um, or I could tell you that I could point out all kinds of different people that are around you without even looking at their profile, without anything. And I could tell you, like, these are the people that, like, you should hang out with. These are the people you should add in your life. And these are the people that you should ignore. Tonight we're launching a new series, and it's called, oh, I left my clicker back there. Somebody throw it at me. Wow. I need some hold music. Thank you. I need elevator music. Wow, that was a tragic move. Thank you, Maximilian. Wow. You know what? Here's a life lesson. You can't get by in life without other people. You need the help of other people. All right. So we are starting a new series called... <laughs> life. Oh, no. Life and the Verbs, right? So we are looking at different... Um, profiles of different people. We see all kinds of different characters in this book. Um, as we look through Proverbs, we see there, there's these profiles of, of this person and this person and this person. And as we're going to look at these different character profiles, we're going to find out that actually you interact with those same people every day. Yeah, this book, Proverbs, is written way before the internet existed, way before indoor plumbing existed, um, and lots of other things. But all these characters that we're going to see in the book today and through these next several weeks, you interact with these people in your life all the time. And Proverbs as a book of wisdom is going to tell us how to live wisely. And they're going to tell us like these people, yeah, you need to totally ignore. 
Like these people, you need to actively get out of your life. And these are the people that you need in your life. Like these are the people you should accept. These are the people that you should invite into your inner circle. But warning. You know, like when you go to like watches, well, I guess TV's not the same anymore because it's like Netflix and stuff and like other things. But there used to be like a warning at the beginning of TV when it would like come on to something that's like has lots of crime violence, right? So here's my warning before we get into this series. <laughs> as you go into these profiles, as we look closely in these characters, you may find yourself looking in a mirror. Dun, dun, dun. As we look at these profiles, you may find yourself looking at yourself. So we're going to um, spend some time in the Proverbs. It is wisdom literature. If you are here, which you are, congratulations, pat yourself on the back. Wow. like, thank you. Uh, uh, open your Bibles up to Proverbs. Proverbs, it's nearly in the middle of the book. If you, like, took your Bible and, like, split it in half, you'd find Psalms most likely and then take a little turn to the right. Yes, and you'd find Proverbs. We're going to be in Proverbs tonight. Proverbs is so, it's one of my favorite books because it is like ground level wisdom. This isn't like a philosophy class. This isn't like some like, I don't know, class that you take that you're like, did I even learn anything in that class? It's not textbook knowledge. This is like feet to the floor, like ground knowledge, practical, how do I live my life? And so specifically in this series, he's going to be talking about the people we interact with and the people that we become. So. To open this series, it only seems proper to invite the VIP guest of honor. All right, this is a person who, man, like this is a lady that you need to know, okay? She is like, she's got all the connections. She's got all the hookups. Like if you are with her, like she can open all kinds of doors in your life. Like your life will change if you know this person, okay? Like you've, if you know this person, your life is made for the rest of your life. Are you ready to meet this person? A word to the wise, you need to know this person. Are you ready? You don't even know. You don't even know. All right. Who is it that we are meeting today? Check it out. Proverbs 1, verse 20. It's where you need to be in your Bibles. Wisdom. Wisdom cries aloud in the streets. We open up this proverb, and we meet a lady named Lady Wisdom. She is the embodiment of wisdom. And what is she doing? It says, wisdom cries aloud in the streets. In the market, she raises her voice. At the head of the noisy street, she cries out. At the entrance of the city gates, she speaks. How long, oh simple ones, will you love being simple? Have you heard anybody shout that at the farmer's market? <laughs> nah. <laughs> You're like, those crazy people. Uh, How long will scoffers delight in their scoffing and fools hate knowledge? If you turn at my reproof, behold, I will pour out my spirit to you, and I will make my words known to you. So we open up right here, and we see Lady Wisdom, and she is calling, and she is calling loud, and we learn that she is calling to you. Wisdom is calling to you. Gentlemen in the back, eyes forward. Marcus Hamby, thank you. Wisdom is calling to you. Wisdom is calling to you. Will you listen? One of my favorite things is uh, going to the farmer's market during the summer. How many of you have been to a uh, farmer's market? 
Dude, I love the farmer's market. There's always so much good food. I always want all the elephant ears and I can't, right? Uh, some of my favorite like coffee places are down there. There's always cool, interesting shops. And you're gonna run into all kinds of people down at the farmer's market, right? You've got like the people with their families. You've got like the couple with their dogs. My goal at the farmer's market is to pet every dog possible. Anybody have those, those bucket list goals? Yes, they're always so cute. Oh, dogs. Um, Man, there's like, have you, have you been to the, Va- the Vancouver Farmer's Market? Have any of you met Parrot Man? There's a man who wears a parrot on his shoulder, this big old, like, macaw parrot on his shoulder. And he's just down there at the Farmer's Market and chilling out, right? You'll run into that guy. You'll run into the old lady who's like, always makes balloon animals for the kids. Um, uh, who else is down there? There's a guy, I was down there at the Farmer's Market like three weeks ago. And no matter what song was playing at the, like, music venue, he was dancing to all of it. Like, first it was, like, a blues, like, group, and he was, like, totally dancing to the blues group. And then uh, there was, like, some, like, swanky hipster folk, like, slow, like, uh, music playing, and he was still dancing as if he was dancing to the blues music. It was awesome. Um, You'll also find people down there that you know you should ignore, you know? Particularly if they have, like, a clipboard and they're asking for a petition, like, no, I'm not voting for whatever you're saying right now because you scare me, right? You guys are probably too young to get people, like, asking you to vote for stuff. Um, maybe you try to avoid that particular religious group's table because you're just like, I don't want to get in those conversations. Please don't hand me a pamphlet. I already know Jesus. Ah! Right? Try to swerve that table. Um, there's also usually, uh, you know, someone down there who's, like, by himself but definitely in a shouting match with himself. You know, and you're like, mm, I should steer clear of that person, right? We intuitively know as we're down in these, like, hustling, bustling, like, groups of, like, okay, these people smile at the people with the dog. Yes, dog people are good people. Guy yelling at himself, do not make eye contact, right? We know who to check in with and who um, to not engage with. And this scene that we get here in our story is not much different. Right, so wisdom is out. She's in the she's in the street. She's out and about, and like particularly, there's so many people out in this street because, um, like, this is where everything happens. This is where you get your produce. This is where you get your food. This is where you sell stuff. Like everybody's out here. She's in the streets. She's in the market. She's at the head of the street. She's at the entrance of the city, and you can't miss her. Lady wisdom is easy to spot, and she is shouting. She's shouting. What is she shouting? How long, O simple ones, will you love being simple? How long will scoffers delight in their scoffing? So in our profile this week, of course, we see Lady Wisdom. But we're going to see four characters tonight. And I'm going to uh, guarantee that you are one of them. Like, I'm in the story? Yes. Well, who is our first character? Our first character is the one and only Lady Wisdom. Lady Wisdom, like I said, she's easy to spot. She's standing in the busy streets. She's shouting loudly. She's inviting you to join her. And what does she say? She says, follow me. Wisdom says, follow me, listen, follow me. And we ask ourselves the question, do you want to live wise? Do you want to live wise? I can't be the only one in here who's ever asked like, what am I supposed to do with my life? Have anybody ever said that? You're like laying in your bed at night, like staring at the like glow-in-the-dark stars above your ceiling. Anybody have glow-in-the-dark stars? Yes. Great. It's not just me. <laughs> and you're like, what am I going to do with my life? Like, what do I do about this, this friendship? 
Like, what do I do about this? I have to have this conversation with someone. I don't want to talk to them. Or, like, this friend, like, has an issue with this friend, but I don't have an issue with either of them, so what am I supposed to do there? Like, what am I supposed to do with my life? Do I take this class or I not do this class? Do I do this sport? No, if I do this sport, can I do this sport too? And if I do that, will I be super stressed out? And will I get into college? Will I get a good job? And what if I'm on the street homeless? Anybody go like that? Yeah. <sighs> Every day, this is my life. We need guidance and wisdom. So do you want wisdom? Yes. If you're in here and you say no, stay tuned because you're in this story. If you answer this question, you say, yes, I want wisdom. Our call is to listen to wisdom's call. Look at this. She's not far away. She's not far off. She's easy to spot. She's right in the marketplace. She's right where you're going to find her. She's at the opening of um, the, the street. It's like walking into your school, and it's the first thing you see. She's there. And she's, she's generous, too. Like, she is willing to give you all of her wisdom. Like, wisdom in a human being, knowing everything. Like, she's willing to share with you. She's willing to pour it out. She is generous to give this wisdom. She's going to make her words Known. This language in here of like, I will pour out my spirit to this is like abundant, generous pouring. Reminds me of what the New Testament says about wisdom. Ooh, I got the reference wrong. It's in James. James 1.5. James is saying, if any of you lack wisdom, anybody in here lack wisdom? Yes. Everyone should raise their hands. It says, ask of God who gives generously and without reproach. It means he gives so much wisdom without like, like, telling you that you're wrong or telling you that you can't have wisdom. He gives generously without coming against you. And that wisdom is given. And so our, our call tonight is will we listen to the voice of wisdom? She's calling. She's loud. She's there. She's offering. Wisdom is calling to you. Will you listen to the voice of wisdom? And, and some of you are like, okay. Lady wisdom, I need to listen to wisdom. How? How do I listen to wisdom? Like, there is no, like, actual lady standing in the streets shouting, like, I'll give you wisdom. How do we um, listen to wisdom? God's given us a lot, of, uh, a lot of tools to help us with wisdom. Number one of those things, many of you are holding in their hands, is your Bible. Right? Lady wisdom is willing to just pour out her spirit to you. And the spirit-inspired word is what we have from God, right? God has given us his word. He has poured out his spirit in his word, and we can have his wisdom. That James pastor says, ask of God. Like, in a situation when you're like, oh, and it's like all question marks above your head, like, what do I do? Have you prayed about it? Have you asked God to give you wisdom for his Holy Spirit to guide you? So he gives us his word. He gives us a channel in prayer. We learned about this two weeks ago, right? We pray uh, constantly and we pray confidently to God at all times. And then uh, wisdom herself, the fact that she exists means that you and I, we need a teacher. We need someone to guide us in wisdom, which means we need godly authority to guide us in wisdom, right? We need people who are showing us the way. Some of this, for some of you, like this, you're a lucky and blessed to have godly parents, and you don't realize that they are a gift in your life, right? For many of us, uh, right around this room, right, we have leaders in this room, we believe in godly authority in our lives, and so these are the ways that we hear wisdom. Over and over again, the Proverbs, the, the writer of the Proverbs says, listen, 
to your father and mother. Listen to these people. Listen to the words of wisdom. And so we hear the call of wisdom. Woohoo. Sneak ahead there. Wisdom is calling, but there are a couple other characters in this story. Right, so Lady Wisdom's the first one. She's, she is calling to give you wisdom. But who else do we find in this story? Oh, simple ones. Has anyone called you a simple one? Like, it's a class, and your teacher's like, oh, simple one. You will not pass this year. Like, <laughs> right, oh, simple ones. She's calling out the simple ones, and what is she saying? Who is the simple the simple is, uh, what, he, what they mean in the text here is they are morally simple. Meaning that they know that there's, they don't even, like, if there is a right way, like, if there's a right and a wrong way to do something, like, they are completely unaware of there being a right or wrong way to do something. Right? If there's, like, a, a righteous way to go, if there's a moral, morality, if there's an ethic, they have no idea. They're completely clueless to anything. And their motto in life is, Whatever. Whatever. Uh, whatever. This is the simple. Character number two, I guess number three, ladies one, simple second, scoffer, the scoffer. Scoffers delight in scoffing. Our third character that we see here in this text is the scoffer, and the scoffer is one who delights in making fun of the righteous, right? He delights in scoffing. These people know that there's a right way. It's like they grew up in a good home and they know all the rules and they know what's right and wrong and my mom would say I shouldn't do this, right? They know all the right things. They know all the right answers. They know that there's a way to go, but they like laugh and mock rules and authority and righteousness and anyone who would ever live that way just for fun. It's like, you wanna follow the rules? It's so dumb scoff, right? They're like, oh, you want to like not die by like looking both ways before you cross the road? That's dumb. They scoff at all rules, all morals, just for fun. And so their motto, the scoffer, is so what? I do what I want. So what? So what if there's rules? So what if there's the right way? So what if I shouldn't do that? I do whatever I want to do. This is the scoffer. I know what you're doing right now. You're thinking of people. Don't do it. Don't put scoffers or simples in your mind, right? So our question, if the simple says, whatever, I don't care. They ignore wisdom. If the scoffer says, yeah, I see wisdom, but I don't care. I don't want to follow wisdom. How will we respond? How will you respond to the call of wisdom? And the scary thing is, is your response to wisdom changes a lot of the next steps. So what happens? Wisdom is calling. She's available. She's loud. She's giving her guidance for free. But what happens to those who ignore wisdom? For those who walk past in the marketplace, refusing to make eye contact, trying not to pay attention to them, pretending like they can't see you, what is the fate for those who ignore wisdom? Let's look at it. Wisdom is speaking again. She says, because I have called and you refused to listen, I have stretched out my hand, and no one has heeded, because you have ignored all of my counsel and would have none of my reproof. I also will laugh at your calamity. I will mock when terror strikes you. 
When terror strikes you like a storm and your calamity comes like a whirlwind, when distress and anguish come upon you, then they, the foolish, will call upon me, but I will not answer. They'll seek me diligently, but will not find me because they hated knowledge and did not choose the fear of the Lord. They would have none of my counsel and despised all of my reproof. When I say reproof, say correction. Reproof? That's what it means, correction. Therefore, they shall eat the fruit of their way and have the fill, their fill of their own devices. For those who ignore wisdom, the tables turn. The tables turn for those who turn from wisdom. Where we found wisdom inviting and calling out and saying, hey, I have answers for you. I have help for you. Like, I can show you the way. Now, we're going to see seeing an entirely different side of wisdom. Wisdom's kind of savage. Like, if you don't accept your invitation, mm, the results are not good. Um, have you ever uh, had someone tell you to not do the thing? Like, to do that thing, and you, like, you did the thing anyways, and then you realize why they told you not to do the thing? Have you ever a situation where they're like, dude, don't do it, and you're like, I'm going to do it. And then you do, and you're like, I shouldn't have done it, right? Or maybe it's the opposite way around. Like, they tell you, you need to do this. And you're like, I'm not going to do that. And then you don't do it, and you're like, oh, I should have done that. Anybody have one of those circumstances? I'm going I'm to give a confession tonight. It's rather embarrassing. Um, I had one of those situations. Was, my parents told me to do something, and I didn't do something, and I paid the consequences and that something was, wait for it, washing my hands. You're like, what? I was like five or six, okay? And my mom, I was like, I need to have like reasons for rules, I guess. And my mom was like, you need to wash your hands, you know? Like, you go to the bathroom, like, did you wash your hands? Like, like go wash your hands. Like, Ugh. I hated washing my hands. The trait of my life is I hate wasting time. Like, I hate wasting time. Like, if people are wasting my time, if something takes longer than it should, I'm like, I have, like, Hulk rage, okay? So, like, as a five-year-old, I felt this way about hand washing. I'm like, who needs it? I'm fine, right? And so, but I would get in trouble if I didn't wash my hands, you know, because your mom's like, did you wash your hands? And you're like, no. And she's like, go wash your hands. So, the rebellious child I was, I would go to the bathroom, then I would turn on the faucet and stand there. Like, I'm not washing my hands. I refuse to wash my hands. Then I turn the faucet, and I go out, and they wouldn't think of anything because the faucet was on. My parents are listening to this. This is a confession 20-something years later. Anyway, so I was like, fine, for like weeks. I was fine. But they told me, you would get sick if you don't wash your hands. And guess what happened? I got sick. I like, I don't know, I came home from kindergarten one day and I was like super sick and I'm like crying in my bed and I'm like, my parents were right all along and I've washed my hands every day since. I would like a round of applause for that, please. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Right, so there are natural consequences. There are natural repercussions and this is what's happening in our story. Look at this. So where once wisdom was calling out and saying, hey, do this, wash your hands, right? Hey, do this, pay attention on the road and don't look at your phone, right? Hey, do this, watch the way you treat other people, right? She's been calling out, she's been giving them wisdom. 
But what was the fool's response? Like he says, he refused to listen. No one heeded her call. They've ignored her. They would not take her correction. They hated knowledge. They wouldn't have any of her counsel. They despised all her reproof. And so wisdom called and the fool completely ignored. So what happens next? Disaster happens. Look at this. He says, calamity, right? Terror strikes you. Terror strikes you like a storm. Your calamity comes like a whirlwind and your distress and anguish come upon you. This is just the natural consequences of not following wisdom is distress and calamity. This is like someone standing on the shoreline while the tsunami sirens are going off. You're like, the warning has been there. Wisdom says, get inside and you're standing on the beach side during a tsunami warning. Like, you're gonna die. And this storm comes upon them and, and, and wrecks their life, but they could have prevented it all along if they just listened to wisdom. And so, and the, uh, this last line here, they shall eat of the fruit of their ways. You wanna sow that kind of destruction, you're gonna reap that kind of destruction. You wanna sow those consequences, you're gonna reap those consequences. And this is what we get. And guys, my consequence for not washing my hands when I was five was to get sick. The older and older and older you get, the consequences get harder. The consequences get bigger. They tell you not to text while you drive, you find yourself in a car wreck. They tell you to honor purity with the other relationship, with the other gender, consequences get big. They tell you not to steal, begin to embezzle funds as you're older, go to jail, <laughs> right? Like the consequences get bigger and bigger and bigger. And I'll tell you what, students, though you think that you're ignoring wisdom is hidden and nobody knows, your sin will find you out. And the storm will come <laughs> and your consequences will come upon you. And what will wisdom do at that time? Look, she says, I will laugh at your calamity. I told you to get off the beach side. The tsunami warnings are going. You refused. You get what you deserve. She says, I will mock the one, the one who was mocking the righteous, saying, you're so dumb following the rules. Why would you go inside during a tsunami warning? That's super dumb, right? Those who are mocking the righteous for their discipline, for the rules, for the way that they live, will one day be mocked. And then, when the fool has been caught up in their calamity, they're in the middle of their consequences, and they're in their disaster, and they're like, ah, I need help, I need salvation. They will call out, they'll say, dude, I need to know what to do in this situation. I messed up badly. Like, I need to know what to do. What will wisdom do when they call upon them, when they seek for wisdom diligently? She will not answer. She will not find, be found by them. Where at first her voice was heard, as an appeal to follow her, now her voice is heard in laughter and she's not to be found. Dude, for those who don't listen to wisdom, for those who turn from wisdom, the tables turn and the consequences are no good. Wisdom was once welcoming and easy to spot. She was shouting loudly, inviting you to come follow her and the fool didn't listen and now he's running around looking for wisdom, looking for help. Guys, this is a sobering and very, very, very terrible thought that 
if I continue to ignore wisdom, one day God will turn me over to my consequences. If I continue to ignore wisdom, one day I will be turned over to those consequences and have to face the full result of my choices. Guys, those who get in the habit of ignoring wisdom will one day find they cannot hear the voice of wisdom. Those who get in the habit of ignoring God will find out one day that they can no longer hear the voice of God. And that is a very, very scary place to be. So the hard question we have to ask ourselves is are you ignoring the voice of wisdom? Are you ignoring the voice of wisdom? When you feel that like, like sting in your heart, when you're like, oh, and you just be like, no, 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 it's not a big deal, it's not a big deal, I'm like, I think about it, right? When you feel like that feeling of like nails on a chalkboard to your conscience, right? You're like, oh, I don't wanna think about it, I don't wanna think about it, right? When you get that sickening feeling in your stomach, when, when, when you hear the call of wisdom, do you ignore it or do you lean into it? And the more you ignore it, the more you will no longer be able to hear the voice of wisdom. So students, I urge you, when you feel your conscience prick you, when you feel the voice of wisdom, listen. Open your ears for the sake of your life. Listen. So at the beginning, I told you we're gonna see three types of people, four types of people. Ooh, I told you we're gonna see four types of people. We've seen three so far. We've seen Lady Wisdom. We've seen the simple, who doesn't even know that there's a right way to live. We've seen that the scoffer who doesn't care that there's a right way to live. And we've seen our next character we're going to see next. At the very end here, he says, the simple are killed by their turning away. This is what we just saw. And complacency of fools destroy them. He says, but whoever, this is Lady Wisdom speaking in, whoever listens to me will dwell secure and will be at ease without dread of disaster. The fool's number one problem was this. They did not choose to fear the Lord. They didn't choose to fear the Lord. This is, this is the fool's number one problem is that and they they'd had complete disregard for, for the Lord and all that they did. Right? Fearing the Lord means like you are aware that he is watching you. He is seeing everything that you are posting and commenting about. Right? He's seeing everything that you think is happening behind locked doors. And to fear the Lord is to say, man, I know he's watching. I'm gonna have integrity. I'm gonna, be, I'm gonna be who I am, not only when people are watching, because God's always watching, but when people aren't watching and only God is watching. So the fool chooses not to have a fear of the Lord. She says, why well, don't I have wisdom? But the wise person listens to wisdom. She says, but whoever listens to me will dwell secure and will be at ease without dread of disaster. We see in this last character something really cool, that those who fear God fear nothing else. Those who fear God fear nothing else. Where the fool is at constant, like, trouble of danger, where the fool is constantly uh, worried about their consequences coming back to bite them. Those who fear God don't fear anything else. They're not worried for their life. And so our fourth character here, the one who responds by taking wisdom's hand, by letting her lead him down the path of righteousness by listening to her call. We have the listener. The listener. He hears and he follows. He walks the way of righteousness. He's aware, he's aware of God in all that he does. And his motto is, I don't fear for my life because I fear 
God. I don't fear for my life because I fear God. Who are you in this passage? None of us are Lady Wisdom, so that one's, you know, you have three options now. Are you the simple one who's not even aware that there's a right way to live? Are you the scoffer that likes to make fun of people who try to do the right thing, who try to live the right way? Are you the listener who, who wants to listen and follow the voice of wisdom? We see here, if we take Lady Wisdom's advice, we live. Those who listen to wisdom live. Those who listen to wisdom live. But here's the hard thing is like, if we were to be honest and we want to pull up our track record, like everything we've done from our first breath to this second, in some way we're all the scoffer. In some way we're all the simple. But there was one who followed wisdom to a T. In fact, he was the embodiment of wisdom. And his name was Jesus. Jesus lived the perfect life. He followed wisdom. His heart listened and followed. And he died our death. He died the death of a fool. He died the death of a scoffer. He died next to scoffers who were scoffing him as he was dying. Right? He died the death that we deserved. But he raised to life. And he offers that life to us. So though you and I will never follow wisdom perfectly, Christ did for us His grace covers our sins, but we're called to follow Christ in following wisdom. We're called to listen to Christ as we listen to wisdom. Students, I urge you, you are so young. (laughs) You're like, I'm not young, I'm 16. You sound like the Little Mermaid. You, I learned I was old when after I watched The Little Mermaid, and she's like, I'm 16, Father. I'm like, you're a child. I was like, oh, I'm too old. Right? You are, you're young. There is so much life ahead of you. And I'm sorry to say, your wisdom tank is very small. But it doesn't have to be. As James says, you can pray for wisdom. You can ask for wisdom. You can grow in wisdom. And I would love to be a youth group full of students who have wisdom far beyond their years. Because they listen to wisdom. And so tonight I want us to think through... Um, as we close here, some ways that we can listen to wisdom. And these are some really practical things. I'm going to give you a couple tools tonight um, that you can take home and, like, begin to practice listening to the wisdom. As we talked about before, there's a few ways where we hear wisdom. And one of them is the word of God. There's a reason why the central focus of our gathering is the preaching of God's word. There's a reason why we give you tools to take notes. There's a reason why we're like, hey, like, engage, be here. Like, there's a reason why we put our phones away during this time, because we believe that God's word is our source of wisdom. And so we spend that time here, but also, like, if this is your only source of God's word, then you are living a deficient lifestyle, (laughs) right? And so I challenge you this year to find a way to read read the Bible. If you don't have a Bible, we have one for you, guaranteed. So... Tonight, if you're, if you're interested, if you're like, that's me, like, I want to um, study God's word better. While we're in the Proverbs this series, I have a 90-day Proverbs reading plan, Ooh, which means now until Christmas break, you can read all the Proverbs. You, too, can be wiser if you read the Proverbs and listen, right? So we have a Bible reading plan up here through Proverbs. It's really short. It's like a super easy, it's, 
It's easier than the one I would have given you. Like the first one is Proverbs 1, 1 through 7. Can you read seven verses in one day? Everyone nod your head. You are capable. I believe in you, okay? So you can pick up a Bible reading plan and read through Proverbs. I, I challenge you, take some time and read through Proverbs. As, uh, as uh, James said in that passage, if you lack wisdom, ask of God. So prayer is another way that we, we get wisdom from God. So God's word, we pray. There's a reason why we pray in this gathering. There's a reason why we pray together. Um, we talked about already godly authority. Like I, I, to, I said this at summer camp. If there's someone older in the room and you don't know their story, learn their story. God has given them their story for a reason. <laughs> He's given them wisdom through their stories, and they have wisdom to, to give you. And if godly authority tells you something, listen. Listen to it, because they're probably not wrong. <laughs> listen to godly authority. Listen to your parents if they are Christians, because they are a gift to you. And ultimately, in all these things, right, God's word, prayer, like the gift of godly authority in our life, all of these things come to a culmination for citizens for us in what we call small groups, okay? So some of you are already in thriving small groups. Some of you have already been meeting throughout the summer and into summer camp. But if you're in here and you're like, man, like, I, I need this. Like, I need this accountability. I need the accountability to stay in God's word. I need the accountability to be praying. I need the accountability um, to be, like, surrounded by people who have godly authority, who can lead me in the right way. Um, if that's you and you are not in a small group, we have... Da, 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 small group cards. So this is a way you can let us know, like, hey, like, I'm ready. Like, I would love to be invited into a small group. And we have uh, leaders who are willing and interested to begin to begin small groups with you. So if that's you, we have a couple ways to respond tonight. Your Bible reading plan, and if you're interested in doing a small group, um, that, that's a couple ways we're going to respond tonight. So as we go into these next time of music, feel free to get up, grab one of those things. If Grab one before you leave, if that's you. Um, because we want to be people who listen to God's word, who listen to wisdom, and who live. Listen to wisdom. Your life will go so much better <laughs> if you listen to wisdom. Hear that from me and for many other people in this room who've been on the other side of non-wise decisions. Listen to wisdom. Let me pray. Lord God, that we thank you that you offer wisdom and life freely and generously. That we don't have to climb a mountain or say enough prayers or fast and give up certain things just for you to speak to us just to get wisdom. No, wisdom is shouting loudly in the streets and saying, listen, follow me. And Lord, may we listen. Would you give us the ears to listen? Would you give us the eyes to see your truth? God, would you give us the heart that desires wisdom? And God, we thank you for Jesus. We thank you for he who lived a perfectly wise and righteous life. God, we thank you that he died our fool's death that we deserved. I thank you that he gives us a life and he gives us a new heart and a new desire to want to live wise, to follow him. And so, Lord, would you help us to do so with our brothers and sisters in this community? with our small groups, with those older and younger, may together we band together and say, we will follow Christ, we'll 
will follow the way of wisdom, and we will walk the way of righteousness. Lord God, would you plant and shape those desires in our heart? Make us more like Jesus.